All right, guys, welcome to Know Your Neighbor. My name is Brandon Palicki. This is Lily Turner is my guest today. How you doing, Lily? I'm doing well. The first female guest of Know Your Neighbor. That should be an honor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You having a good day? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, the regular. Wake up, go to the gym, take my daughter to a play date. That's you your know. regular day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You work? I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. Stay-at-home mom. Yeah. All right. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. I, I mean, it's the best. Your friend. Yeah. Is it? It, I, it really is. Like, I'm, like, so grateful to have the opportunity to be able to stay with my daughter through mm-hmm. her formative years. Um, we've been fortunate, uh, my partner and I, that we have been together for all of, like, her milestones. Oh, okay, good. So, that was... How know, old is she? She turned two in January. Two. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Young and Yeah, we girl. just enrolled her in preschool just like one day a week. But, you know, she started gymnastics. And At Flipsters? Yeah. That's cool. We did GB, we did BJ. Or we did BJ did that. Yeah. I did a ninja program. but See, I want to put like her in that. with the ninja like, one? Yeah, yeah, when she gets a little bit older. Or, um, you know, one of our friends' sons, they mm-hmm. do karate. And I'd really like to put her in that. I just, I want to... Um, introduce her to a lot of different, um, you know, just whether it's art or sports. Gotcha. Just, yeah, just give her that option. Uh, yeah, I want That's her cool. to be able to find whatever it is that is her thing. That's cool. Yeah. Is that how you were raised? Um, Not so much. Um, my mom was forced to do a lot of things that she didn't want to do growing up. And mm-hmm. she just kind of like let me take the reins and was like, Hey, what do you want to do? Oh, so she gave you that option. Yeah. She didn't do like, she didn't like make you do anything then. Where'd no. you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Kokomo. Kokomo um, your whole life. Yeah. Born here. Uh huh. Which one St. Joe or Howard? I, well, I was born, um, in Indianapolis, okay. but like my family lived in Kokomo. Just just my, so happened you were born there. Well, my mom had to have a special doctor. Gotcha. She she had a little bit of some complications. Those are always fun. Yeah. Well, it, you didn't know you were you were you were. I you, mean, even you were there. I've seen the videos. You've seen the videos. Oh man. My dad. When were you? What year? Ninety seven. So young. Oh yeah. my gosh, you're young and ninety seven. Jeez. I was moving to Indiana two years from night. So ninety nine is when I finally moved so in here. Where are you from? Detroit. Oh, okay. I thought mm-hmm. you were from here. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, you're all right. I mean I've lived here for a while, but mm-hmm. high school years and stuff. I always seem to come back, unfortunately. <laughs> Whatever. It's a good town. I like it. I don't mind it. Compared to where else is I I mean, I've lived a lot of places. Uh at my twenties was just traveling and it's Lawrence not always that greener on the that. other side. Yeah, it's, yeah, things are what it is. I mean, things are wherever you make it. You know what I mean? I, Kokomo I, could be a great place. I thought as a teenager, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and move. I'm gonna change my life. Things are gonna be so much better other places. And I'm like, you know, if I have problems, I'll take them with me wherever I go. That's the truth. Did you go anywhere? Or did you stay here? Um, I've just been here most here? of the time. Yeah. What? School? Um, I actually went to St. Joan for oh, okay. um, elementary and middle school, and then I went to Western for high school. I graduated from Western. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. four. Yeah, I think, yeah, I graduated in 15, so. Jeez Louise, you are young. Yeah. What, uh, who was your principal? Phillips? 
gosh. Uh, Rick was, Davis. Yeah, yeah, he was a science teacher when I was yeah. there. I cheated on his uh, exam. Yeah, I wasn't but, good at biology. I cheated a lot. <laughs> uh, see, biology was good for me. Chemistry, I don't know if you had him. Did you have Mr. Melton? No, we had Mr. Hole. He probably wasn't around. No, he was, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Mr. Hole. He passed me to get me out of his class. <laughs> Man, me I... And, me and another guy. I, uh... I was in honors classes throughout high school, and I remember my sophomore year, my first day of chemistry, Mr. Melton's like, we're going to have a pop quiz on all of the whole periodic table. This is honors, though, so you better better be up on it. This is high school, then? Yeah. Mm. What what uh in eighth grade you didn't I mean there's see there's nobody that Grotenhuis isn't probably there anymore. Well, up until high school, I went to St. Joan. Oh, that's right. You said yeah. that. Okay. Uh, uh, so all through. Okay, you didn't you didn't even do anything at what it was all high school was St. Joan doesn't have a high school. No, um, the option for a private like Catholic high school, mm-hmm. the closest one is Garen, and that's in Carmel, and I really wanted to go. But it's very expensive. Would you say you're glad? We'll get into that then. Private school versus public school. Because I went to a private school till seventh grade. So how do you feel? Would do you feel that it was good for you or bad for you? Um. How many kids were in your grade? Oh gosh. Um, like twenty kids. That's per pretty big. Class. Pretty big private school. Yeah. And you know, up until elementary school, there were two classes of twenty people. So there oh, was wow. forty in a grade. But then by the time you get to... It's a huge one. This is in Kokomo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you say it was a good experience? Or would you say... I mean, you kind of got halvesies, but... Well, I have very conflicting... I I think it was a good overall experience for me. But I definitely think it made me very angsty. Angsty. Explain that. Um, So... Like anxious? No. More like angry... You know, oh, okay. And like, because you, you were know, so rebe- sheltered. My home life was very different from everyone else's home okay. life. Um, fortunately, my mom's mom had money to send me there. Gotcha. But my home life was very different. Um, both of my parents were addicts, and it was just, you know. So your grandma was the one sending you there. Yeah, yeah. She she wanted that for me, and so I went, but. You know, I'd go to school and um, everyone would be like, you know, you just need to thank God for your for your beautiful and happy life. And I was just like, you weren't happy. Oh, no. Yeah. my It was um, as a child, there was just a lot going on. So yeah. Well, it, your parents, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a lot to take up as a child. Yeah. So it, it just it was hard for me to be around other students who at the time I thought had better lives than what I did later to find out even if you have money and things look nice, it's not always the case. You didn't have Instagram. Well, did you have Instagram then? Instagram or came Facebook out. Facebook and stuff like that? Instagram came out when I was in like seventh grade. And Facebook came out when I was probably in like fifth or sixth gotcha. grade. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but that, I guess it wasn't permanent on the the lives kind of but that's true what what people per se is not always what what deep down problems are private would you send your kid to a private school yeah definitely um you know and i'm i'm not um traditionally religious Mm -hmm. um 
I'm not a Christian. I'm not Catholic. But, you know, I just enrolled my daughter in, like, a Christian school. Okay. And I've had a lot of questions, like, well, you don't believe this way. Why would you send your daughter there? And I was like, well, you know, she needs to learn tolerance of other religions. She needs to learn about religion. Mm -hmm. She needs to be able to make up just because I don't believe a certain way doesn't mean that she can't. So growing up Catholic, what led you into not believing in that way? Um... Shoved down your throat too much, or well, I asked a lot. I was Lutheran, so I was lazy Catholic. So (laughs) I um, I asked a lot of questions. Okay. Um, By the time I was in middle school, who you are, kind of person. I'm I'm a pretty introspective person, and I'm also I really wanted to know the whys. Okay. And there's there's a lot of unexplained whys. Exactly. And that that's a that's a lot of religion and a lot of my teachers I'd ask questions be like, but but why? Mm-hmm. You know, and they and they were like, It's just that way. And yeah, I that's kind of what they always say. That didn't sit well with me. Gotcha. And um I don't know, I just I was very angry as a teenager and just got more and more I mean uh, he, parents I I can't relate to that, but I can imagine that it's not it does cause probably some anger. Yeah, and it's um. So you you went that you you for you kind of put that anger towards asking why or you know asking questions or trying I, to. I think I resented other people. Okay. And they're. I think now I realize they're. They they just loved God, and I think at the time I just thought these people were afraid of dying and going to hell. Mm-hmm. And that was doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, I just I I saw a lot of people and things came to light about who the people in this community were and what they were doing. And it just it wasn't in line with their ideology, which, you know, no one's perfect, but it just seemed very hypocritical to me and very judgmental. Absolutely. I'll agree with that. And and there's also I, I, I I'm I'm on the other spectrum where I do believe in, in God, but I don't believe in the church. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in any kind of organized religion or anything like that. And that's kind of through experience. I mean, I grew up Lutheran and then we went to a Christian church and then it didn't matter. They were all they were all in it for themselves at the end of the day. So but I still believe in that way, but yeah, hypocrites. If there's if there's it should be right under Christians and all them people should be right right there in the dictionary and they're hypocrites because there's there's a lot of them out there. I'm not saying everybody. Everybody's not a hypocrite, but they do some pretty hypocritical stuff. <laughs> Love everybody, but then they hate the gays. It doesn't make any damn sense. Right, to me. right. Exactly. Whatever. Or people ignore that like vanity is one of the seven den- deadly sins, mm-hmm. but they you know, do their makeup and do their, you know. Oh, I sex just, sells nowadays. That's mm-hmm. all it is, you know. If I if I had like a naked girl on this podcast, I think I'd get a lot more views. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and but Probably. not just nowadays. I mean, sex work has been the oldest profession. Well, look at OnlyFans now. Oh yeah, OnlyFans, man, you can. That's the big thing now. You can be a millionaire. If cops man, quitting and uh, man, I respect women who are stay at home moms, and they know that it's. I mean, fiscally, it's just like responsible and if they are you want to put some pictures that, of your boobs out there that's your business man yeah like if Somebody i want to pay you seven dollars a month for your boobies that's your business too if someone wanted to pay me pictures of my feet that's but, a thing too yeah there's a podcast to listen to where one of the co-hosts actually has a whole 
OnlyFans where she just posts yeah. feet pictures. And she makes a lot of money. Like, or, almost to the point where she doesn't need to do, like, the job anymore because she's making so much money on OnlyFans, which is... I don't know. It's crazy, but it is what it is, you know? I think it's awesome that, like, women's bodies have been sexualized for mm-hmm. so long. Like, and sex work is not a new idea, but this gives women who are stay-at-home moms or, you know, whatever their situation, it's like, you know, if you're comfortable putting yourself out there in this way, then, you know... Do it. That, it Here's the opportunity. It, we live in a capitalist society. You got to do what you got to do. Make some money. You yeah. are right. It is the older, oldest profession, though, so that is the truth. We'll get off on that topic for a minute. <laughs> um, let's talk about... Growing up, so you you went to you went to Western. We, we talked about earlier. You you kind of mentioned earlier. I don't know how much you want to talk about this. You kind of went that way that your parents went. So when would that start? Um, not parents went. Sorry, that was very vague. How I yeah, put that. Yeah. Um. You know, growing up with parents who were addicts. Um. You know, I very much like resented them. I wanted yeah. a normal family. I just. I wanted things to be normal, but once I became a teenager, I was like, wow, you know, maybe I want to feel differently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from everything that I'd been taught by our culture and, like, movies and my own home life experience, I was like, oh, wow, people smoke weed and drink alcohol to Mm -hmm. feel better. And I didn't feel good at all, so I started experimenting with that when I was probably about 13. That's what you, you started with, weed and alcohol and stuff, yeah, and the normal yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, where everyone starts. Everyone starts. And I don't know, some people start right at heroin. Man, that's, <laughs> or, or, that's yeah, bold. Yeah, bold, they just go right into I'm it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, they're just like, hey, all or nothing, baby. Yeah, good. So you start doing that, I mean, like everybody else, 13, 13, mm-hmm. go to Western. Mm. Western's rampant on that. I was still at St. Joan at the time. Um, well, what year? Was, oh, okay. So 13 was 7th grade. So, young, young. And um, I don't know. 7th grade. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you smoked weed? Oh, yeah. Do, you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. What? What? Who was it with? Uh, you don't have to say it names. It was but. the day after my, sep- or my 13th birthday, mm-hmm. and I was... With this guy. You're like, that I'm a I girl liked. now. I'm a woman now, right? Well, I'm 13. I had wanted to for a long time. Like, I had been like smoking cigarettes and like. What kind take, of cigarettes? Oh, God. Yeah. Ma- like Mavericks and. What are. Oh, okay. I, like ma- cheap, cheap. Yeah, cheap. Yeah. Like, like dollar. At that mm, point, probably like a dollar ninety-five a pack or something like that. Man, uh, whatever. Maverick Reds, menthols? Oh, what? God. I think at that time it was menthols. Um, you went right. See, now that's bold. You just go right into the menthols. Talk about going into That's like going into heroin. <laughs> menthols. Hell we yeah. go, we're going to smoke cigarettes. We're going to do this the right way. Um, you know, and there was like this skater boy that I liked. I was like, oh. Skater boy. And he had this uncle who they were, like, really close. And he was, like, in his early 20s. And I remember we walked all the way across town to go meet with him. And he was, like, this is our smoking spot. And it was, like, this hill. What part of town? Okay, so, like, right past Kmart, you know that housing addition? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so right back there, they were still building. Like, okay, so, like, you're talking about towards, like, 
Galveston then. Oh, no, 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 no. So right behind Kmart is... Oh, no, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the, like the... Not Frederick Farm. Frederick yeah, Farms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So right behind yeah. there, they were like developing like um, maybe a neighborhood or something, but yep. they had all these like mounds of dirt and they thought it would be a great idea to just go sit there and smoke weed. Smoke weed? So we did. And I remember walking down the road later and I was just like, I don't feel anything, dude. He was like, then why did you just say dude? Like, dude. Did you though? They say when that's you... when I realized I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. so it did hit you. Yeah. Some people say you don't get high the first time, but that's I've never, I've never. Well, I mean, when I, when, when I was 13 and did it, I got high as hell. Well, mm. 15, I think I wasn't, I wasn't that young. Yeah, I didn't realize it at first, and then I was... And then it kind of hit yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, your mind's not used to it yet. You're like, wait a second, maybe I... Oh, okay. So was it a good experience then? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was just, you know, carefree teenager stuff. Yep. You're in yeah. a mound of dirt smoking some weed. <laughs> what could yeah. go wrong? So that that went down, and then you dr- are you drinking at that time, or not yeah, at the time of smoking? Well, but kind of like I had like had sips of alcohol here pucker. and there. Oh, I think the first thing I drank was this awful mixed drink. Like someone was like, "I'm gonna put Mountain Dew with vodka." Like that's Whoa. not even like a mixed drink. That's that ruined just you for sad. life, right there. I can't drink yeah. vanilla coke because of uh, people putting vodka and vanilla coke. Right, right, because vanilla coke came out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It, it was in the bottle, and they were just. Dump, they were pouring a little bit out of the bottle and dumping vodka. It was uh, that and Monster. I can't even smell that anymore. See, I've n- uh, I've never mixed um, energy drinks with alcohol, but... Red Bull and vodka. Many years of that. That's why I went with Laura. She lo- I can't even smell that Red Bull around her. It just makes me makes me think of the old social. You were too young for the social. Too young. Um, I've Man, only... you missed out on Kokomo's primetime nightlife, let me tell you. Because uh, it's shit now. My man's, he's 31. Okay, so, he's my age. Yeah. So he got experience. Did he get the old social? Yeah. 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 He, not the hang time, not half time and everything, but like. Oh, no, the Bar social. blue social. Yeah, and he tells me about it all the time. I, um, when I turned 21, I was pregnant. And um, so I've like never really been out to bars. Um, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. If I would have taken you know. my 20s and done something a lot better, like, I don't know, anything else but drinking my days away, I'd be rich. Yeah. I mean, really, you just, if you take your 20s and do something, you set yourself up for the rest of your life. I think I did it. a lot of partying in my teen years. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, you know, by the time I was like 20, I was like clean and I was um you got it all out of your system in and out yeah, early. Well, and I saw like a lot of the really dark sides. Um I know you have the podcast taking it too far. Yeah. And I have the tendency to take it too far. Okay. Um with things like that. So You have no stop button? So you yeah. you start smoking weed and then are you still hanging out with the skater boy guy? Oh, there were always skater boys. There was, always, guys. There was skater? always skater boys involved. So what was the next step? Um, so I don't know. I was kind of like smoking weed for a while and I kept getting involved with more skater boys and more this and Kokomo that. Skate Park? I was there a few times. Yeah, I probably <laughs> lived at the apartment right by. I we look we saw the skater park where we lived oh, okay. at the time. You were probably hanging out there. Well, my dad lived there at 
Box like acres? Around, yeah, yeah. He had one of the ones just looking right out at the skate park. We so. did too. We got kicked out of it. Well, we got mutually asked to leave that place. <laughs> I was young, but so you're hanging out with skater boys. What? What's the? What's the next step? Where, where do we go? Well, um, you know, due to my home circumstances, I started hanging out with like, um. I don't know. My mom had a friend who had a son that was about 18 when I was 13. And so I started hanging out with him and all of his friends who were older. So it was a big gap difference. Yeah. That like, age. I, I didn't really hang out with a lot of people who were my age. And um, a lot of people my age thought I was really weird mm -hmm. because through my whole childhood, I just I wasn't very social. I read a lot. So I had an extended vocabulary and people would be like, you talk really weird. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of learned how to dumb myself down to fit in with everyone else. Fit just, in with Indiana. Yeah. And that, that's something that I do regret that I did as like a young person. Um, should have just stuck with it. Yeah. Like I should have just been because myself. You, you, well, the 18 year olds even thought you were, had a weird vocabulary. By the time I started hanging out with them, they were a lot cooler about it. Mm -hmm. They they were older and they just they they had realized like hey like who you are is who you are. Yeah, it was actually um just right down the street like over in Chelsea Court. So Chelsea Court, I don't know if I know where that is. It's in this neighborhood. Oh, oh I've never seen it before. I never even knew this neighborhood existed before. <laughs> so I never even been over here. So hanging out with these guys, hanging out with. Gals, girl, guys, hanging out where? Where are you guys hanging out at? Well, just everywhere. We, I would go, like I hung out with like guys that were in bands, and mm -hmm. I'd go to like their shows, like out of town. Oh, okay. And just you know, I had a couple of girlfriends who were older too, and like just guy friends, and just here and there. Um, you know, I'd start dabbling with different things, but also just from. Pills or what? what yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, the people that my mom had around, um, you know, they, I mean, they weren't, I don't know how to explain them. They didn't have problems giving drugs to a 13-year-old girl. Okay. You know, so I just kind of started. What kind of drugs are we talking? Um, I remember one of the first things I ever did was Adderall. And, oh, okay. And like lore tabs. That's a drug, and, I guess. Yeah, painkillers. You, know, you get the painkillers and some pills, just, the basics. Yeah, and just like I, I never like got super into them until like um, later. Like I was up until I was probably about like, you know, 14 or 15. Like I was just like, I'm going to smoke weed and mm. drink. And, um, you know, there was a situation where my mom ended up going to jail and we thought she was going to go to prison for a while. So I had to go live with my dad. And during this period of time, I was being like drug tested by the state. So I had to just be like really cool and like not get in trouble. And, uh, you know, so I kind of stopped smoking weed and started drinking more so they couldn't drug test me. Mm -hmm. And that... I mean, we all know that, like, smoking weed is a lot more chill than when you're drinking, drinking all yes. the time. Like, you end up getting in a lot more trouble. Yes. You get... Alcohol is a bad, bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's wild that alcohol is legal and 
That's a whole conversation <sighs> there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so I don't know, and that just turned into, like, partying, and I'm with older people, and that just extends to even older people as time goes on, and um, just by my home life and then the people that I've made friends with, I've started, like, dabbling with, like, pills and just, you know, other things here and there. Mm -hmm. By the time I was 15, um, I did heroin for the first time. Was it snorting it or? Yeah. I yeah. Um, it was actually, like, um, with the guy that my mom was um, friends with his mom. And, you know, he had this house. He had just bought his first house. And... I was at a party there, and he he's a musician, so he was just sitting in his studio by himself, and I'm just drunk, and I, like, go in there. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, hey, you need to shut the door and lock it. I'm like, okay. And I, I sit down at the studio, and he's, like, breaking up lines, and he's like, you know, where we come from, this is what we do. Okay. This is who we are. This is all we're ever going to be. So you might as well start now. Wow, dark. And, and and this is someone that, you know, I I had looked up to. You mm -hmm. know, he had kind of like, he was a person that was like, hey, whoever you are, just be that. And be that and be it loud. And people, But at the same time, he was trying to put you into a Well, and then it path. turned into that. It, it, like, at first, it was someone that I really looked up to. And then it just became something else and um you know he was already in this place and once I got here I was like you know what he's right you know that that makes sense mm. I already had enough of my own problems and I just was like wow yeah okay you're right you just kind of went with it 15 you're easily impressionable though mm -hmm. so 50 you're 15 by the time you're 20 you're clean so when did you hit rock bottom when, between 15 and 20? Um, when I was 18, by the time I, the worst part of my using was probably between 17, 18, and 19. So around 17, I was like completely addicted. And it was just, when you're addicted, it's really hard to maintain that like I was still in high school so I was going to school for eight You're hours about heroin at this point yeah, or? yeah yeah well and yeah it was mostly heroin at this point and um so going to school for eight hours a day going to work after school and then by the time I was off work I you know when you're using drugs, you're middlemanning or, you know, yeah, you're you do, yeah, doing whatever you can to make some extra cash. So there was that. And then just my using and just always trying to get more. Gotcha. And uh, there's never enough. Not when you're doing heroin usually. Oh, no. No, it's, it's expensive and it just it never lasts. And when you're addicted, it's just... You're addicted to more. Yeah, yeah. You, you're trying to chase that first high. Yeah, that, and you never get it back. So you, just through that, you were just like, I, I got to quit this? Or there was no uh, really rock bottom point? There or? wasn't. It wasn't me um, wanting to quit. By the time I was 18, I ended up getting arrested. Um, through my using, 
um, when you're using, you're using every day. So when you're constantly intoxicated to that level, that's just your normal. So you get in your car and you drive everywhere. Yeah, it's your normal state. Yeah, that's like one of my biggest like regrets I think about a lot is where it's like I really could have killed somebody mm-hmm. because I was driving intoxicated all the time. So um, when I was 18, I ended up getting arrested for an OWI and um, possession of cocaine and a narcotic drug. Um Sometimes when they test for heroin, it will come up for cocaine for um, whatever it's cut with. Oh, okay. And I will tell you that I was so strung out at the time. I was, like, devastated that they took it from me. I didn't even care that I was being charged (laughs) with it, to You're more worried about them taking your shit. Well, because it was really good, and I paid a lot for it. And I know that's not, like... Like, this is just At the, the time, honest. though. Yeah, yeah I was you so honesty. upset. This... Like, I was like, you know, I, I went to Chicago to get this. Oh, like, for man. real. Like, I did all that on. work for nothing. And, um, you know, I just, I got bonded out, and everyone was so mad at me, and I just, I didn't care. Like, I kept just doing what I was doing. You kept, you went back to using right oh, after? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and the worst part was, like, People that I thought were my friends, like, shared the article, um, like, the day after. Like, everyone just assumed that I was going to be in jail. And, like, no one thought I was going to get bonded out. And I did. And, you know, the next day I see, like, 50 people that I thought were my friends, like, sharing this, like, laughing at me. Mm-hmm. And and that was, like, really hard for me. Um, it's hard for me to see people on, like, Facebook laughing at people who are getting arrested. It's like, these people are sick. Yeah, you yeah. know, and um, so I just I was still in school at the time. I had like a month left of school. I was a senior. I was graduating early. Um, like I just I had all my credits. So, um, like they just didn't expect me to show up. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm here. Like I got to finish my stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kept using, and I ended up graduating um in January and. You know, I was still using, and then in February, I ended up um, getting arrested because I was driving a car where someone did a drug deal in, and um, because I was driving the car, even though, you know, I I got charged with everything, which my thing about that is when I've been in jail with um, women... A lot of times they're like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. I'm on, I'm here on some like yeah, yeah, BS yeah, some charges. BS. <laughs> That's and everybody I, in jail. And and I'm like, you know, out of everything that I have done through my addiction, I'm so lucky that I'm here for what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my big thing. As you thought back to all the times that this worse shit exactly mm-hmm. yeah and then so i ended up staying in jail for six months at this point um six months at howard county yeah yeah they, they make some good food out there um i have nightmares about it sometimes but the taco salad was good i never got the taco salad i wasn't there long enough to have that but i was there long enough to eat oh uh, man i hope it wasn't breakfast because those b's and g's are i didn't eat, i just atrocious. i didn't eat anything i just gave it to my cellmate the whole time <laughs> i was ready to go I was, it was alcohol, of course. So. Oh, yeah. Anytime I was in jail, it was always alcohol. Shout out to alcohol. Woohoo! 
I think I'm the only person in my family who hasn't had a DUI. <laughs> We got an OWI. An OWI, but not a DUI. No, no, no. It's not necessarily the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. They just call it everything. There's no DUIs now. It's all OWI. Yeah, it's all OWI. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. They're all. The times are changing. Times are changing. Yeah, because we wondered that too. Because when I got mine, it was an OWI as well. And we're like, what? I've gotten three, and they all Mm -hmm. have been OWIs. Not in the same state. So they're everywhere. It's OWI, not DWI. I don't know why it's not driving anymore. It's just operating, no matter what, because they can get you on like operating a lawnmower. <laughs> you be driving yeah. a lawnmower and then hit like you I on just it. imagine like a tractor, like someone just like drunk driving a tractor down the road. They, they have, that's happened. They uh, scissor lifts. Uh, the scissor lifts I drive, they've actually pulled somebody over driving one of those. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Anyways, so we we get out. Of, we'll get out of the addiction thing. Um, you went through some cancer. Yeah, so... Um, Let's talk a little bit about that. You what, know, you, what? How old were you when you first got diagnosed? Um, 22. How old are you right now? 23. Oh, this is so I'll be, recent. I'll be, I'll be 24 in August, and this happened right after I turned 22. So, in 2018, it was Christmas. Um, I was pregnant with my daughter. I was um, eight months pregnant. Or, oh, wow. And, like far along yeah yeah i was about to have her um i remember laying there and the left side of my mouth start tingling like really bad and i started googling things and you know like when you have a cough and you start googling and yeah, they like, may oh, tell you have cancer unfortunately yeah, you had cancer exactly <laughs> and um they were right for once yeah, but I didn't find that out until almost 10 months later. 10 months later? You didn't go to the doctor then? Well, it wasn't tingling because enough it was to my be... mouth, yeah. I had to go to the dentist. Oh. And, um, because I was pregnant, they could only do so much at first. Yeah. And then because I had a newborn, I could only get away so frequently. And also, um, I have like really great health insurance. I'm still covered under my dad's health insurance until I'm 26. Mm-hmm. And he has good health insurance, so... But dental insurance and dental care is for rich people. Okay. Um, it, it is. It's for rich people. Um, Why do you say that? Because I have, like, really good he doesn't, dental He doesn't insurance. have dental insurance? No, he does. And it only covers, like, two cleanings a year. Yeah, but that's all you need. Six months. But not when you have problems. Like, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, And people who have, like, um, like, your teeth are, like, based on your genetics and, mm-hmm. like, mine are terrible like mine like crumble they're so and then after Your you teeth? have a child yeah they're oh, they're okay. terrible so um i had a lot of problems and they just kept thinking it was different things at this time i had never had my um wisdom teeth taken out and they're like oh okay it must be your wisdom teeth impacted and it was impacted to the point that it cracked my back tooth so they were like we're gonna take out your back tooth and your wisdom teeth and um, so this is like June after I had already gone through a ton of stuff with them. And then, and about like August on the left side, I'm like, I still have all this swelling from where they took out these teeth. How and far after the, how far along after the surgery did you still have a bunch of swelling? Um, like it was so, a long okay, time so after I the got, surgery? So it's June and I had the surgery and by the end of August, I'm like, this is still swollen. It's so, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go 
see my dentist and he was like he requested a biopsy through an um like an oral surgeon wow and i didn't really think much about it at the time because they're like before you find out you have cancer medical professionals are never going to suggest that they think that you have cancer they will always say you know, I think it's a cyst. I think it's um, an osteomyelitis. Uh, I try everything else before cancer. They will tell you everything else because when I was getting my biopsy done, I was like, do you, you think I have cancer? And he was like, you know, you might have osteomyelitis. Like they don't, they don't want to scare people. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get my biopsy because with the dental stuff, they only have so many appointments and everything's backed up. I didn't get it until um, September 17th. And then I had to go back on September 23rd. Were you still swelled up at this point in September? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. I couldn't, um, like, I didn't have bite. Like, this whole year, um, like, I had so much pain. Like, I couldn't eat properly. Um, like, I would get up in the middle of the night and, like, ice my face with, like, oh, wow. bags. Yes, you're, in a, you're, in some, you're in some severe pain at this point. Yeah, it, it was, like, really rough and frustrating. Like, you know, you have to eat to live. Like, yeah. it's like I just can't not, but it's so painful to do so. And so it turns out, like, they call me on a Friday and they're like, hey, you need to bring someone with you when you come in for your results. And, like, it was, like, my heart dropped. I was, like, something has to be wrong. Yeah, well. So when I went, my mom and her mom and my daughter, who's eight months old at this time, we all go and we're in this tiny room and they tell us that I have this cancer and they don't know much about it and they don't have a lot of information for me. But they're going to send me to a specialist. So there was a lot of waiting and... um like unknowing about what was going to happen. It was just, it was like a really a awful week. Yeah. yeah, that's horrible. You're just kind of like hanging out in the, on the line there. Yeah. So then they came back and said, you, you have cancer then at that point or? Well, they had told me that I had cancer. They, and they told me that it was an osteosarcoma, but. It's like they, a tumor or what, what? Okay. So an osteosarcoma is a, it's a bone cancer. So okay. the tumor forms in your bone. Like people can get them in their legs and their arms. Like you can get them really anywhere. Um, and mine just so happened to be in my jaw. So that was what was causing the tingling and the pain and everything. Yeah, yeah. it was like pressing on my nerves. Gotcha. And um, it was the tumor was pressing so hard on my wisdom teeth to press so hard into my back tooth that it like cracked and half. So it wasn't your wisdom teeth that cracked it. It was actually that that had cracked yeah. it. Wow. And um, it, it was just growing at an alarming rate. Like I look back at pictures from that time to just see my face so swollen. And I just, you, you never think it's possible that you have cancer. You think that happens to other people. Especially that young. Yeah. You're young. Yeah. So what what was the treatment plan? So I met with um, some specialists. It's at a place called Senta. It's a center for ears, nose, throat, and allergy. It's in Carmel. Okay. And um, so what they do, they have a team of 
like five surgeons and a lot of like apprentices. So when you go meet with them, like 15 people come into this small room with you and your family and you explain to them what's going on. They examine you. They look over your case. They leave the room. They consult with one another, see who's best fit to deal with your specific um, circumstance. They come back and, you know, you kind of make a game plan. And the first meeting is, well, we have to get MRIs. We have to get blood tests. We have to do all these things Mm. to make sure it hasn't spread anywhere else. Make sure it's not in the lymph nodes, all that. And so that's another week of of, of worrying. And so you found out it hadn't spread yet or anything. It didn't spread anywhere else. The only complication was, is that it spread so far up into my jawbone. It's, um, it got to the point where it connects like the movement. Um, so the game plan originally was to just have my surgery and, what surgery were they wanting to do? Just take, just to get it, just to try to take it that, that tumor out, or so. What they would do is remove the left half of my jawbone. Okay, so they were they were planning on moving your jawbone right at the get go. Yep, gotcha. That was the plan, and um, what they do, they remove the left half and replace it with your fibula. Um, your fibula is non weight bearing. It's basically just for balance. Um, I'm super clumsy. And where's your fibula? At? Oh, it's uh the third bone in your leg. It's uh oh, the, the one in the back. So it, wow. it it's just the one that controls balance. It connects at your ankle. Um, sometimes when I'm standing, like my ankle gives out. Gotcha. But that that's happened. from that. Oh uh, well, it kind of happened before, but it <laughs> happens a lot more now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. They, <clears throat> the people, my doctors and surgeons, they were very transparent with me. They're like, look, I have some patients that have dropped foot for the rest of their life. I also have patients who run marathons. Mm-hmm. So just. Oh, just because taking that, taking that out. I got you. Um, like, like I run every day, but I have to run on the elliptical because if I run on like a treadmill or a mm-hmm. hard surface, it like sends pain through my leg. But yeah. a, an elliptical is like good because it's no impact. Gotcha. There's no other option though. It's fibula. I mean, that's what that's what this the, the, that's what they have the game plan. Um, There's no other no other bone that they're trying to take. That is the one that's like the least um, invasive. Well, problem. Gotcha. Like, I mean, I'm sure they could take one from somewhere else, but the point of like the fibula, it's like it seems. It serves the least of a purpose. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so they do, they, they do, and then so all of that is successful. Then, or they they get you in there pretty quick. Well, um, they end up calling me and are like, "Hey, we want you to do some chemo and see if we can shrink this thing first. Oh, and at the time, okay, so osteosarcomas are usually seen in children. It was very abnormal for someone my age to have one. Um. So that's why they ended up doing the genetic testing. But because it is usually seen in children and because I was 22, you are allowed to be treated by a child um, or a pediatric oncologist until you're 25. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. I ended up um, being treated at Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. And 
um, the children's wing of the hospital is exactly where you want to be. Like, it's, really? Yeah. Like it's they, not depressing. Oh my gosh. No, they are so nice. Everyone's so sweet. Like it's, it's super. Yeah. They, they got to make it a, they got to make it a good environment because oh, yeah. it and, is depressing. And they have the best attitudes there. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I think you about, can't come into work with sick kids with a bad attitude. That's the, <laughs> you're in the wrong business. I, uh, I think about the women, the nurses who took care of me while I was there mm-hmm. frequently because they were so kind to me and it was such a hard time Good. in my life. Um, I had to do inpatient treatment and I had a nine month old daughter and I was still, um, nursing at this point. So I had to like emergency wean her and I was just, I was so scared because when you're like a new mom she had never stayed the night anywhere else. She had just never been away from me. It was really hard for me to know that she was going to be okay without me. I was almost offended that she did so well transitioning, but that's just the selfish yeah, part. Yeah, Laura of me. felt that way too when mm-hmm. we when we let BJ out for the first time. So uh, we can relate to that. But it's good that she, you know, she kind of. Oh yeah, it made was, it easier for you in the long run. It was. It was. Um. I mean, she did perfect. It was just. It was really hard. I ended up spending like a month there because um, the chemo made me really sick. Mm -hmm. And I also ended up getting osteomyelitis in the jaw that had cancer. Like, so it's an infection of the bone. And just my, my numbers and my counts wouldn't come up. I was just sick and the chemo wasn't doing anything. So they were like, you know, we're going to let you go home for a week and kind of strengthen up and then we're going to go into surgery and we ended up going on into surgery on Thanksgiving and uh my first surgery failed oh geez so what they have to do is um they have to take your bone but they also have to take a skin flap and they what they do with the skin flap is connect the blood vessels to one another to make that skin flap live to, to make it function and keep that bone alive. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah, so, science. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it failed, and when it failed, they have to do this thing called leech therapy. They put leeches in your mouth to... They still use live leeches, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have pictures. <laughs> I don't remember wow. them, but... Well, you have happened. pictures to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they get rid of the dead flap and they go back into surgery. But they had me so medicated at this point, And I don't know if it was, like, the medication or, like, my body's own defense. But I didn't, like, regain consciousness for almost three weeks after my surgery. Oof, wow. Um, that whole time, like, I had hallucinations. I only, like, it wasn't reality, the things that I was seeing, but it involved people who were there. But, like, I thought my doctors were walking on walls, and I thought I was, like, in my apartment, or I thought I was just in different places, and I never really knew where I was or what, just nothing was real. Wild. This yeah. is this is in This is in Peyton Manning Hospital then, or... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's, um, they did my surgery, it's not specifically in Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning is on, 
in the same facility as 80 um 86th street yeah so. okay so it's in that it's in that area it's in that facility gotcha yeah it's the head neck wing um they're awesome they were actually that's where i ended up staying again this year and I have I feel like I'm like institutionalized with that place. <laughs> like when I go there, I'm like, wow, it's so nice to be home. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you took a, you spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So, so you recovered. The first surgery didn't take. Second surgery did take. Yeah. Um. You know, when my doctors told me, they were like, "Look, you're gonna be really depressed. Like my jaw was wired shut. Like I mm. couldn't eat. I had to, you know, kind of learn to walk again without that bone." Um. They took a skin flap from my arm as well when the first one died. So I couldn't use my arm or my leg and my jaw was wired shut. Like, I'm usually around like 185 pounds and I weighed about 130 at the time. Like, I was just a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah. I was just like really sick. And, you know, it was awful because everyone was just like, wow, Lily, you look great. You're so thin. I'm like, yeah, I'm you're literally the complete dying. Opposite. Yeah, you're I'm like, I'm like, dying. I'm dying. That's, yeah, it's, yo, you look so good. Like, no, I don't feel great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not, I wasn't, that's not the look I'm going for right now, you know, but. Yeah, and it just, um, every time I went to the grocery store, everyone's like, oh my gosh, were you in a car accident? And oh, jeez. Like, I'm like, no. You have to explain, like, no. I and, 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 like, I got to the point where I stopped explaining to people. I was just like, no. No, just like, leave it at that? Yeah, yeah. And then they look at you and just want more. I'm like, what are, what, like, what does no, it matter Like, people you don't you? know are asking yeah, you? No, no, people that, I'd just be like, Wild. you know, picking up avocados at the store, being like, wow, is this ripe? And they'd be like, wow, what happened to you? It's like. Ma'am, it's nine in the morning. Why? Why do you care? Why your business? That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe people will do that. Leave her alone, people. Pokemon. Even I went to uh, the store the other day and I got a cart, and someone was like, "What happened to you?" I'm like, "Thank you." What happened to you? Like that made me feel great. What happened to you that you you thought it was okay to ask people what happened mm-hmm. to them? That's 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 wonderful. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a exciting, not exciting, but that's quite a quite an event life you've lived yeah well so anything uh, you want to add to that or well i mean i got diagnosed with breast cancer like what? a month later yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah so um that was i got diagnosed with breast cancer um the beginning of last year because i got diagnosed with Leifermini syndrome which is the genetic mutation of the tumor suppressant gene and so mostly that affects bone breast and brain okay therefore so far i've had two of the big ones and um bone and breast yep yeah but so you've recovered from breast cancer now yeah i um just entered remission in october congratulations thank you chemo for that yeah i ended up and i had a lot of complications with chemo like i was like an anomaly at the Howard Oncology Center because anything that could go wrong went wrong. Oh, jeez. It was just, it was... Your it, body was not liking them drugs, huh? Well, it was just like all these little things, like my port would stop working or my, I don't know, it was just like all these like little weird things that huh. like just were abnormal to happen to someone and they just happened to me. Um, Do you believe in luck? Mm. <laughs> 
coincidence? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It was just, you know, my dad, he had um, um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was okay. 17. When they found it, it was stage three. And my dad, he, he, you know, he's one of those people you'd have to meet to really understand who he is. But he is something else. And he just, he had this positive attitude about his situation he was like, I'm going to listen to my doctors. I'm going to do whatever it is they say to do. And I'm just going to keep it pushing. And like, I was like, yeah, that, that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, so I found out I had breast cancer and it just was a lot. I think my situation with my jaw definitely prepared me yeah, because for sure. I was like, this is a piece of cake. Like, I don't need, I've already been through this. Like, I don't need my boobs to live. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it, it was weird because they found two different ones in each breast. One was, um, a stage one, uh, triple negative. Like it wasn't, um, produced by hormones. And the other was a stage two that was estrogen fed. So when I went through my chemo for breast cancer, they, at 22 years old, they had to, like, induce me into, like, menopause to make me stop making estrogen to feed wow. that. So, to have that happen, um, what it does to your body, it's just, like, a complete flip. And I think that was, like, more intense than, like, the chemo. Um, because the chemo was kind of, like, weak compared to what I did for my jaw. Yeah, that's that's a process, man. They did, that's That's some intense stuff that you went through there that... Not a lot of people will get the, you know, that's later on in life that they 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 get to experience that stuff. But I mean, would you say you just say uh, you're better equipped now, or I just, um, you know, once I seem pretty positive person. <laughs> once I entered remission, um, I kind of had this like life crisis because I had been in survival mode mm-hmm. for you know, I don't know, the last two years. And prior to having my daughter and getting clean, I had been in survival mode my whole life. So it's just, it's really natural for me to just be like, you know what, we're just going to, we're going to get to the next day. We're going to do what we got to do today. And we're just going to take it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's good. It's a good way to look at things though. Taking it day by day. That's all you can do. Yeah. And And then tomorrow's not promised. And you, you know that well Mm -hmm. as anybody, I guess. Yeah. I just, um, I, I really just, by the time I, I was done with my treatment, I was like, my whole life I've had like a brand. It was something that put me in a box for me to feel like I knew who I was. Like it was like I was an addict, then I was a recovering addict, and then I was a mom, and then I was a cancer patient. And I was just like, who am I outside of who I am, outside of who I am for, to, for everyone else and yeah. the, the things that I've been through. So I've just really started doing more things for me, and well, good, yeah, that's what you got to do. It, it's cool. Like I've like started hanging out with Your my partner's friends cool more. with all that and everything. Yeah, yeah he supportive. Um, you guys aren't married then. Um, we were actually supposed to get married in October, but because of COVID, we COVID. postponed it. Gotcha. And also, like insurance purposes, you. I'm ordained. Oh. Really? No, no, that was a joke. I can be though. I can get online real quick and do it. I see everybody can. My stepdad <laughs> actually offered, and there you go, get it done. Yeah. What's your weight? Um, insurance. I have 
way better insurance oh, being single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Play and, the game. And, and that, yeah, play the like system. They can hard. play us. You got to play the system too. It's super hard. It's just a piece of paper, anyways. Marriage. Yeah, it, it is, is what, what it is. is. Well, this has been a good talk, but I do have yeah. a question for you on your way out. So, would you rather die hated or would you rather die forgotten? Hated. Well, that was a quick answer. Hated. That was the quickest anybody's oh, yeah. ever answered that. Why? You don't want to be, you don't want to, you want to be remembered in some sort of capacity? Doesn't matter what yeah. that means? Yeah. I'm the same way. Look, I, uh. <laughs> I want to die hated too. I don't know. I don't want to die, but if that's my choices. I, I don't know how much you know about astrology, but I'm a Leo and I just, I have to have attention. You have to have attention. <laughs> okay. So there, no question about it. You, mm, you The like forgotten I, isn't even an option. It's never. At, okay. All right. Well, hey. I'd rather people have a problem with me than forget yeah. me. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Was well, there anything you want to put out there, plug, let mm. anybody know? This is, now's your chance with my 25 <sighs> listeners. I guess, <laughs> um, well, my name is Lily Turner, and you can find me on social medias, and that means that if you or loved ones are suffering with, like, whether it's addiction or just cancer or just like really bizarre medical stuff because once you once you start dealing with cancer you get into a whole world of things um and insurance is something that is you've navigated that yeah i i've had to learn how to learn about coding and insurance just if you have any questions about like treatment insurance problems um addiction um rehabs anything along that or just i'm always open to answering questions or awesome. just being there for other people if they i get can you be. on facebook then oh yeah definitely we'll put the link in uh her facebook in the on on our page and everything you have instagram yeah yeah we'll put your instagram on there make sure you gotta have to Hit the hit the know your neighbor hit like so handle. I so I know I know I, you I don't know if you've liked to know your neighbor on Instagram yet but if you do we'll tag we'll tag you in your episode and everything and you let everybody know what's coming out well yeah, thank you definitely. so much for coming out well thank you for having appreciate me. You. yeah it's been a good time so guys until we get to know another know your neighbor my guest today was Lily Turner and uh, have a good one thank you very much thank you Lily thanks bye bye.